This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, was that a string quartet? That was an acoustic cover of Stoney's classic intro theme from Eric Sandhofner. I feel like Sandhofner did his string quartet. I really, I I thought I heard a cello in there. Yeah, Eric, or Evan, let us know. His, uh, he said he's been a fan for a decade now. Shout out to 2020. Jesus. uh, Which is wild. Thanks for everything we do. And if we could plug his Twitter, it's Evan Sandhofner. Uh, Good luck trying to figure out how to spell that. I think it's a fucking cool ass name, Sandhoff. How would you spell Hoff Sandhoffner? S A N D H A U F N E R. It's H O E F N E R. Oh wow. Yeah, that's hard. H O E Yeah, okay. One of those. Yeah. Speaking of Twitter handles, Jake, I don't know if you saw. I saw. Much to my chagrin, actually. I didn't even give you a heads You've up. you changed. No, I had to see it for myself. Uh, just a surprise on New Year's Day. Yeah, so... Or actually New Year's Night. For about a decade, my Twitter handle was Jake and Amir, based on an old episode we did where I, my character, so obsessed with you, wanted to have your name in the Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. And it kind of worked out because most of the tweets were just about videos we made together. Correct. Uh, since then, I've been tweeting, slipping down a dirty rabbit hole of alt-right memes, sort of hateful <laughs> little asides and asnides, which are snide asides. Right. Uh, and as I devolve into this K-hole of sorts, I realized <laughs> I've been representing you, perhaps um, incorrectly. My Is that really why you decided to leave? Because of all your anti-Semitic uh, hate tweets? Well, it wasn't specifically that. It just... One thing I never liked is when someone's like, hey, we had Jake and Amir on the show today, or like if I did somebody else's podcast, and it was kind of confusing. It was like, wait, so right. Amir is Jake and Amir, but Jake is also Jake Hurwitz. It was a little confusing. It made a lot more out. sense when we had the web series. Now we don't even have that. Like, so That's right. Even like if they were like, so it's, it's Jake and Amir, why? And then you say, I have a web series. Go check it out. Yeah. Now it's, yeah, now it's not even helpful. Uh, for that purpose. So I wanted Amir, which is obviously my Instagram name. That would be ideal, but that's not available yeah. naturally. Uh, but Blumenfeld, do you know who had Blumenfeld? No. Your brother? My brother had Blumenfeld, twitter.com slash Blumenfeld. But he, when he married and had a child, changed his oh. last name. That's right. So my brother... Is he at Blumenrose now? He is... He went from Blumenfeld to Blumenrose, thus... Or I think his Twitter name is Ben Blumenrose. And then his uh, Twitter handle was available. So he's like, if you want, when I change it, you can snag Blumenfeld. I'm like, okay, how does that work? He's like, I have to leave it and you have to uh, like take it right away or else somebody might snipe it. Right. And then you have to get somebody to uh, get the Jake and Amir handle because somebody might snipe that. So I'm like, okay, this is a good time to change it because... Who'd you get to snipe the Jake and Amir handle? I just created a new username uh, that then switched to Jake and Amir, and then I changed the Jake and Amir to Blumenfeld. So now my Twitter handle is just Blumenfeld, 
which is cleaner. The only problem is I'm no longer verified on Twitter. Oh, interesting. How do you get verified? That's kind of hard, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is quite but you hard. Didn't, you didn't lose any <laughs> followers. You just don't have the check symbol. That's correct. So I went to everything's re- the same. I went to re-verify, and it was like, yeah, this, that process is closed. You can't really do that anymore. I was like, all right. Didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> Blue check mark is gone. Gone Damn, forever. You hate to see it, man. <laughs> I don't know if I can continue to do. The podcast with you at that stage. No, because if it'll be in this fashion where I have a blue check mark and you don't, I just feel like we're not on equal equal ground in a way. <laughs> yeah. I'd prefer, I think, to to end our professional relationship. So that way I'm not really hosting a podcast with a nobody. Uh. If that tracks... <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense on your end. It doesn't. But for me, yeah, it does not that's make sense. That's kind of where it has to No. Where it's going to net out, <laughs> frankly. Uh, I'm still the same person. Obviously, the tweets are all still there. It's just the name is different. This artificial blue yeah. check mark, which a lot of people have, is just Now you're Blumenfeld, unchecked, unverified, <laughs> uninteresting, and unadored. Oh my god, I just went to your Twitter profile. It's just <laughs> Actually, it looks kind of cool to have it, it goes like Amir and then at Blumenfeld right next to it. Yeah, I changed my name. So it's just Amir. And then my use, my handle is at Blumenfeld. Yeah, it looks clean right, like that's that. Cl- that's, it is clean. But I without like the that. check mark. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's nasty. It's nasty <laughs> to see. And it's nasty for me. Actually, yeah. speaking of equal footing. Oh, your update uh yeah you know what i got the surgery i lived okay that was good so what what was that about the the foot surgery you went completely underneath right you were like out of it yes i did but there i guess there i don't know exactly what the difference is but like there's general anesthesia and then there's local anesthesia yeah i think local local. is like isn't local just when your foot's numb but you're awake yeah, so they must have done – I mean, I was definitely out. They just didn't, like, put my entire body to sleep. They didn't shut it down. Oh, interesting. So um, you were more, like, in a, a sleep state rather than a coma. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't there. I felt like they um, – maybe it's – they, like, put some kind of uh, – they put a mask on me. I got tired. I blinked. I was awake. The surgery was over. Okay, that's, so yeah, that feels, what, like, general to me. Yeah, but there's, it was not, it was local anesthesia. (laughs) Okay. I'll look it up real quick so we're not spewing false information. Uh, So, all right. Do you fall asleep during local? Wow, it's really funny. Somebody, some, one of the things got filled in was, do you fall asleep during a nap? (laughs) It's a good question. (laughs) All right. What about local anesthesia? is given directly over the area where you have your procedure. Your healthcare provider may also give you conscious sedation or deep sedation to help you sleep during your procedure. Um, mm. So I guess I think that is what happened. What about... Um, um, I, I was sedated. I see. What about glocal anesthesia? So that is when... Um, that's when John Wolf <laughs> uh, puts you to sleep with uh, with local... Uh, with with a local anesthetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But doesn't actually give you the surgery. So you sort of just right. lose an hour of your time, which isn't illegal. <laughs> it's fine. For him to steal time is is not real theft. Yeah. And he Stealing didn't really... time he didn't, is a crime you can get away with. He didn't do Stealing anything. Stealing time is not a crime. That's right. And he doesn't really do anything. You just sort of like... You you lose time and, he, and you're confused because you don't know what he did, but ultimately it's right. nothing. So what he did was convince the doctor not to give me the surgery. Like I I went out and the, and he was like, he's allergic to titanium, and I feel like the screws you're going to put in the foot are titanium. <laughs> and the doctor was like, yeah, they are. Uh, and Wolf was like, yeah, he should have said that on the form, but I'm uh, trust me, like I know. So right. So like we just have to wait for him to wake up. And then I woke up and it's like, yeah, he stole my time. <laughs> so fortunately you did local and not glocal anesthesia. You wake up after yeah. your foot surgery. What's the foot surgery specifically? Did they tell you? Yes, it is. Oh, God damn it. I, it's, um, it, hold on. Let me, uh, let me look up what it's called. It's, uh, it's called. Can't wait. It's going to be so good. Osteoto- osteot- osteotomy? Okay. Osteotomy. So that means, sounds um, like they're getting rid of something. 
Yes, it's it was bunion surgery. Is they got rid of my bunion on one foot? Though, on one foot. Though the bunion itself was not what was causing my pain. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, it was. It's related because when it when they move the bunion over, when they shift your foot or whatever, uh, they shorten and tighten up the ligaments, and I had ligament damage in my foot. That's, I see. That's and, what it fucked. And up. when they. S- when they said they went in there and like tinkered around, we're like, yeah, we saw the ligament damage. Uh, they did not mention like if they saw the damage. And like shockingly enough, uh, my doctor who did my MRI and was planning on the surgery uh, got into an accident just before my surgery and <laughs> broke his arm. So I had to have another doctor do it who didn't know me at all. Oh, God. And I'm going over it with him and I'm like reading what, you know, they tell you what they're going to do. And it's like, osteotomy uh removal of painful bunion i was like well my bunion's not really i like it <laughs> and i'm like so you're gonna fix like the the torn ligaments and he just looks at me he's like the what oh my and, like, god as I'm, you're falling asleep i'm like in a gown at this point <laughs> like i'm i've driven back to new york city on christmas eve i'm like ready to go into surgery and he's just like what am i doing <laughs> washing his hands but like not really fully <laughs> just a quick rinse you're not using soap doc call the other guy have him fucking eating explain ki- it to you <laughs> eating a kind bar <laughs> sorry this is my first day what What do we have um, to do i mean th- it did feel like that a little bit it was weird but the other nice thing is that like um it, since it was christmas eve i was like the only person in the in the surgery center Mm, and I got nice. like three anesthesiologists, like five different nurses. Everybody, everybody, uh, I, w- I was the only person there. So I was just, I had like many people looking after me, including two Jake and Amir fans. Yeah, I was going to ask, where, was everybody there Jewish? Because that's, that's usually how it works at like my brother's hospital. Like he has to work on Christmas because he gets like Hanukkah off. Um, I don't, There, I think maybe some people there were Jewish, but not everyone. Definitely not everyone. Because so like, some people were talking about it being Christmas Eve. I got there and someone was wearing like reindeer antlers <laughs> as part of their... Th- that scrubs. was the doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a bone saw. Rudolph knows in a bone saw. So you wake up, surgery was a success, basically. Yes. they They say that it went well. I'm back in my room. I'm groggy. They say... Uh, that they've texted my wife. Jill comes up. I'm chilling in the bed. They give me saltines. They give me apple juice. <laughs> I'm a good little boy. <laughs> I did the surgery good. And sorry, did you say you texted my wife? <laughs> I look down at my leg. There's a bloody stump. <laughs> I look for the doctor, but I only see the Joker. <laughs> Have you seen Joker yet, by the way? No, and I don't think I shall. <laughs> I still really want you to see it just to commiserate with you on if you dislike it as much as I do. I'm certain I will, but I will I'll I'll see it. I um I got a screener, so I'll check it out. So how much pain is there as you leave the hospital? Um so after the doctor gives me my pain meds, he tells me um to take it easy. He's like um he gives me like all of the post care stuff. Uh I leave I walked out using a cane. Whoa, uh, cane. Feeling like unsteady, but no pain, completely pain free. I'm walking. I like went into a rest up on the way home. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. We're driving back to my aunt's house. Uh, I get there. I'm thinking like, this is, it's, it's crazy. I had, I had surgery today and now I'm drinking a beer, singing Christmas carols, pain free. Science. Um, science but then oh. and then oh then it all the pain the pain sort of the the pain begins around <laughs> around the time the family is gathered around the tree singing <laughs> oh holy night actually can you guys knock it off it really is starting to hurt <laughs> grandpa bill <laughs> it's no longer a silent this a, night <laughs> this is an unholy night to be certain <laughs> So what does it feel like? Uh, the pain just started. It's like, it really, it felt like someone stuck a letter opener into the sole of my foot and wrapped it up really tight with tape. Jesus. Like, on the inside or hot, on like the outside of it? On the inside of my foot. <laughs> it is like a hot throbbing pain. Like like he left a just, pen in there by accident. It tr- It felt like, 
I, in my head, like I'm imagining if I unwrap my bandage that like it's just an infected wound stapled shut oh, with like, God. like tied with bubblegum. It felt like my foot was trying to explode out of the out of uh the bottom. It it was like so I instantly go home and I <laughs> Are you in a sour mood? I was in I think I was I was just no, not like sour mood, but sort of just like silently freaking out. You're like, oh like, god, my what sis- if something is wrong? Yeah, my sister was just like talking to me and I, and she's like, You're like you seem like you're handling everything really well. And I was like, I actually need to go home. <laughs> I appreciate that, but I need to go home now. It's hard because you and, don't want to like you don't want to alert everyone else, but you also don't want to act like so like proud and confident that they think that everything's fine. You're like, Yeah. I'd look calm, but I want you to know that if you were in this pain, you'd be like crying a lot. So like that's the severity yeah. here. I don't want to freak anyone out, but I like I don't want to ruin Christmas. <laughs> but but everyone needs to take care of me post haste. <laughs> I don't want to make this about me, but I need help a lot. So what uh, do they give you stronger pain medicine so you can get back yeah, on the Yeah, so I got I got something called hydrocodone. It's like an opioid. It's like Percocet, I think. It's like It's the shit that wrestlers get med. addicted to. Yeah. Um and Part of the issue was that Jill, even like seeing that I was getting uh, an opioid, uh, was so nervous about me taking it that she really didn't even want me to take them at all. Oh, like uh, because you might get addicted. Yeah. So I'm in a ton of pain and I like take one and Jill is just like so apprehensive, <laughs> just like watching my every move. And I, it's like a couple hours later, I'm like trying to go to sleep. I need another one. And she's, <laughs> she th- she's treating me like I'm addicted already. <laughs> Can you just take an emergency instead? Maybe we have an airborne gummy. Yeah, she she wants like yeah, she just wants me to ice it and go to bed. I'm like, I truly can't sleep. It feels like someone is not. It feels like a raccoon is eating the <laughs> eating the sole of my foot. So I wake up the next morning. I barely sleep. It's like maybe I slept for two hours. This is Christmas the total, like the whole of the night. Yeah, and everything I say about getting surgery the day before Christmas because of how much attention they pay to you is actually bad on Christmas when you feel like something's gone wrong because no one is there. Like the surgical center is closed. Uh, they're like, if you are having problems, call your, go to the emergency room, basically. Right. And like, then I don't want to go to the emergency there. room on Christmas. Right. I call my doctor. Uh, they're obviously closed. They give you like the doctor's cell phone numbers, but it's 7 a.m. And I texted my doctor uh, then I called the other one who had broken his arm. Uh, eventually, they get back to me at like 9 or 10 a.m. Uh, and the doctor who had broken his arm was just like, I think what happened is they wrapped the bandage too tight. So like your foot is really inflamed. If the bandage is too tight, it doesn't matter how many pain meds you take. It's probably not going to do anything. Oh, so uh, he has a theory, does he? Yeah. So I unwrapped the ace bandage. There's three bandages on my foot. There's like the main one covering the stitches. There's like gauze wrapped around that and then there's an ace bandage wrapped around that um so i take the ace bandage off instantly feel better oh wow not like not like (laughs) everything is cured but like the pain medication that i was taking started to work then yeah because nobody's squeezing your open like wound basically right exactly and then um and then it sort of started coming back and i cut this is another thing the doctor said i could do i cut the top of the gauze uh just to relieve some of the pressure even from that jesus and instantly felt better oh uh so but then i even though they had said that i'd be able to walk in like a walking boot i couldn't walk for um i guess it's been two maybe two weeks now (laughs) almost two weeks now and i can't walk (laughs) But, but i can't like I can I I think I'll be able to walk like tomorrow. I've been like hobbling a little bit when I need to. So um, like, but I haven't really. I've, I've essentially completely stayed off it. Where when they talked to me about the surgery, they were like, "Yeah, you'll be like in a walking boot the day after surgery." Yeah, and like that start running, has start jogging false. around now. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that there's like no way that's happening. It's so tender. But um, today was the first day where I feel like I can. I've been walking on the boot. It feels all right. Are you off the opioids? Uh, yeah, I, I truly because Jill was so nervous <laughs> that it was like it was not worth it to me. Uh, so I was taking Tylenol and it was the pain wasn't that bad. I had like other meds for the inflammation, which seemed to be the more painful thing anyway. Showering? 
Um, I I got a sponge bath the first week, and now I'm I've graduated to I can bathe myself. I just put my foot outside the shower with a garbage bag wrapped in it, and I can shower myself. But you have to stand on one foot the whole time. I sit. I just sit in the tub, and I drape my foot over the side, uh, and like give, it's sort of like a half shower bath. Yeah. And at what point do the stitches go away, or you can take actual showers? Um, they're coming out tomorrow. Oh, so then you can, in theory, yeah. wear a real shoe? In theory, if the swelling's gone down enough, he the doctor thinks I could wear a sneaker, which is weird because, like, the boot that they give you, it feels like it's less comfortable on my foot than if I just was wearing, like, an Ultra Boost. Right. Like, the sneakers I wear are pretty comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I guess this the thing that this cast has is, like, it has a really rigid bottom, so I can't bend. Uh, I can't bend my uh, toes, right? Like which prevents no, like, stretching motion. of the wound. Yeah, exactly. So tomorrow's the big day. If yeah, tomorrow the stitches either come out tomorrow or stay in for another week. Wow, Groundhog's Day. What are you hoping for? I, uh, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I guess I don't mind the stitches <laughs> in another week. I like showering with a plastic bag over my foot. It's just a bag. It's just a bag after all. Uh, yeah, once that's once that's done, I I, I think once I can start um, walking on the boot too instead of the crutches, it'll feel it'll feel a bit better. What's interesting is about getting like a physical injury is like all of the things that stressed me out or bummed me out before seem like they're not a big deal anymore, which I think is kind of nice. It's put things in perspective. Yeah, like now I'm just now I'm thinking like, oh, as soon as my foot feels better, everything is good. Whereas before I was like, oh, it like this work, this work, this work, it's all stressing me out. It's all too much. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, now it's only my foot that's too much. Everything else is manageable <laughs> once you're healthy. As long as it how bad could anything be? As long as, if I can walk there, <laughs> as long as it doesn't feel like someone is branding the bottom of my foot for an entire night. That's really it's yeah. a good way to keep uh, perspective in the new year. Yeah, I should just like stab myself in the foot every once in a while. Every, t- every time I have another panic attack, I'll just <laughs> I'll just stab myself in the foot. I also like the idea of you texting your doctor who has a fully broken arm. And you're like, my foot really hurts. Like, what should I do about it? And he's like texting you back in like full body cast. Yeah, that that I love that doctor so much. He's so good. He was so concerned. Good man. Anyway, he's definitely going through his own shit. <laughs> he's Jewish, so he wasn't celebrating Christmas at least. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a break here, and then we'll come back and try to answer some questions for This Is, If I Were You, an advice show, the only one on the internet, hosted by us. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. And we'll be back after these. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. That's amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn. And I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. Congrats. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most saving of it yours. the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, mm-hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. 
thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp. Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, mm-hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never mm-hmm. complain or talk about yes. it to anyone ever. Very deep, deep, deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and a masquerade. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, it starts to affect us negatively. It's not healthy. It's not good. That's why I use mm. therapy, which is a safe space to get things off your chest. And there's no better way to use therapy than with BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. So if you've been hearing a lot about therapy and you've been wanting to give it a try, but you don't want to, f- you know, go through the hassle of finding a therapist, driving their awkward waiting rooms, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Perfect. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, Mm -hmm. you get matched with a licensed therapist, Mm -hmm. and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Ooh, love it. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk about it. Right. So get those things off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. All right. Segments, folks. Yes. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think we should uh, we should mention uh, ways to help Australia from burning, uh, if we can. Yeah, LA was burning a few months ago, and now the entirety of Australia seems to be consumed in uh, hundreds of brush fires that burn across uh, its coastline. Yeah, and all I think about is my goddamn foot. I love Australia. Let's try to help them if we can. You looked up some places where people can donate, right? Yeah, Australian Red Cross, Salvation Army Disaster Appeal, um, and everything is just pretty much one Google search away. So find a way to donate. Every every little bit, every little bit helps. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm donating 48 cents. What? Cool. <laughs> Cent. I just think it's important that you sent a both of us a stamp. You sent a single stamp. I think it's important stamp. that both of us. We can't just say like, "Oh, donate," and then we're not donating. Yeah, so I, I, I think we should give. To... We can give from the podcast a couple hundred bucks. People just heard some advertisements. Uh, we could just give a percentage well, I, of that at forty-eight cents. I wouldn't want. I'd hate to forty-eight cents. I'd hate to dip into my nest egg <laughs> too much. <laughs> you just said that you were you had a new lease on life. You wanted to put things in perspective. You realized that there are bigger problems. That's why out I there gave fucking two quarters, essentially. Not really, even two quarters. Less than yeah, that. Well, I could deliberately less than that. You're, why don't you just say fifty? Wow, you're going to nickel and dime me out over two cents. Fine, I'll give an extra two. <laughs> right? So that would that make you knock it off? Nickel and you're dime is feel like a. That's basically what you gave. You gave. Uh, yeah, you gave less than nickels and dimes, 48 cents. So little. Fine. All right, we'll do it from the podcast. Send it to me first, and I'll send it to Australia. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> uh, all right, new year, new us. I asked on Reddit. That's right, throwing it back. We have a very active subreddit. If you haven't been, uh, if you haven't been hanging around there, it's r slash Jake and Amir. Uh, people oh, yeah. still in I love there. That. People still hanging out in there. And in fact, I asked if anybody had any questions for today's episode. Hit us there. We got about seventy of them overnight. Nice. That's right. So if you're looking okay. to connect with some other Jake and Amir fans, I know my Twitter handle is different, but uh, Jake and Amir fans still exist on our subreddit. Here's some questions. Uh, all right, first one from Dublinier. <laughs> Very good. Hey, I'm here in the pinch. I just started re-listening to the podcast to make my commute more bearable, and I noticed how much mature, how much more mature you guys got from seven years back. Do you ever listen to old eps? And if so, what do you think of your old selves? P.S. Go Bills. Dang. Uh, do you ever listen to old episodes? I don't. I'm kind of nervous, too. What, do you, what makes you nervous about it? Like, what if we were a lot happier then? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I don't think I was, but we were maybe. definitely more carefree. 
Yeah. Do you feel like, though, that you always feel more carefree when you look back on stuff? Yeah, because... Like, I, I'm sure that I had cares. I, was, I wasn't, like... Things weren't... I was stressed about money back yeah, then. Yeah, you were just stressed about different things. But, like, I guess every... I mean, every year you get older, you get a little more weighed down with, like, responsibility. In college, you don't have very many. When you get out of college, you're figuring stuff out. Ten years after that, you have more responsibility. House payments, car right. payments, health issues. Yeah, that's, that is fair. So I would assume we were like lighter. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but I, I mean, maturity, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was definitely, I personally was less mature. You were always kind of mature. Yeah. I was kind of a dorkist back then, but I wonder if that comes through in our podcast. I don't know. Maybe we should listen to like episode 14 and see what we sound like. Didn't we listen to like an early question one time? We listened to like something from a long time ago. Yeah, and our voices were pretty much the same. And I was like, ah, it seems the same to me. Let's stop listening now. Please (laughs) turn it off. Yeah. Please. I don't want to, I want to, I want confirmation that I was glad then. I don't want to (laughs) grow. I don't want to grow as a person, is all. So we don't listen, Uh, but we should. It might be healthy or it might, or it might make us cripplingly depressed. That's cool. Um, Molotov Beta writes, how does it feel like to fulfill the fantasy of being a diva roach named Yugo? Follow up, that, uh, what was the best, quote, day off you've had recently? Oh, okay. Well, I guess the first question's for Yugo. How did it feel like to fulfill the fantasy of being a diva roach named Yugo? It was Did you fun. know you were going to be a diva roach when you started? I knew I was going to be like a slippery little elf man who is constantly trying to troll and ruin things, but I didn't realize I'd be successful in my mission. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is crazy how, how much chaos you wrought. <laughs> in 44 straight minutes. Um, so that was fun. It was fun to see just the, uh, like the details of D&D. I didn't realize how much like actual dice rolling and luck is involved. Yeah. And you are, you were lucky in fucking us. Yeah. Uh, I, I hit the and what, big numbers when I needed to. What was the best day off you've had lately? I don't know. I feel like we've had three months off. We like, this is our first day back. Ask me what my favorite day <laughs> of work has been recently. Yeah, the holidays are insane. It's like once once Thanksgiving starts, you're like, ah, oh, it's we're essentially off till nobody's New Year's. working. Nobody's working. But we did. We worked pretty hard through November and December. I think this year it's been like three. It's been like three straight weeks of Sundays, basically. Yeah, I guess since de- December eighteenth, we haven't done anything. <laughs> Best cool. day off. What a Saturday. Well, See, I told you we are sadder now. Um. Well, because after my surgery, I couldn't, I like couldn't walk at all. My family uh, was on, we went away for like a long weekend for Christmas. Um, my immediate family plus significant others. And they like had stuff to do. They like went to a winery. They went on a hike. They went on walks. <laughs> they went into the town and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even like, it even hurt to be upright on my crutches because like the blood would flow into my foot and it would just be really painful. <laughs> so I straight up had to just lie on a couch all day and read my book and it was so nice. Yeah, it's like uh, forcing you to be lazy for your own self-good. So it's none of the guilt right. of laziness. Yeah, because I think sometimes when you have a day off, you're like, even if you're like, I'm not going to do anything today. I'm just going to watch TV and read all day. Like noon, 1 p.m. rolls around. You're like, Jesus, I haven't even left the house. I really got to at least take a walk. I got to do something. Uh, But (laughs) not me. (laughs) In fact, I think my foot still hurts seven months later. (laughs) (laughs) It's been nine months, Jake. (laughs) I have a toe ache. You have an ingrown toenail now. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Like, can you imagine like working out again, like sprinting and doing squats? Like, doesn't that seem so far away? It does, but that's also like what I fantasize about. That's why I got the surgery because doing exercise where I bent my foot and like pushed off was like not painful in a way that made me not do it. Like I still did run, but it didn't feel that great. I had to like go th- go through the pain. If I can like go on a jog pain free, I'll feel ecstatic. <laughs> like I, I want, I want to do squats. I want to do high intensity workout. Do you have to? get the surgery on your other foot if this is successful no because my other foot doesn't have any pain in it anymore hmm. all right i, I think y- y- some people do if they have bunions that are painful in each foot but mine 
and my right foot is fine. My feet will look weird, I think, because I'll have a big bunion on my right foot and nothing on my left. Oh, that's cool. But aside from that, shit's fine. Uh, Crasis really Moorish writes, Hey dudes, quick okay. question. Do you wash your legs in the shower? I do, but my flatmates think it's overkill and that the water just washes that bit. Am I weird? P.S. Any plans to come back to London? Wait, say that again? Do you like actively wash your legs with soap or do you just like let the water trickle down and that's pretty much good enough? I, what do you do? I'm, I have, (laughs) before, before I admit to something gross, let me know what status quo. I think I wash. I have a theory on what you do. I wash like my private parts and then invariably my thighs and quad area. I don't, I don't think I bend down and like scrub my calves. Oh, interesting. I, I put soap all the way down to my ankles, but I do not wash my feet. Yeah. And it seems fine. Like the water and the soap trickles downhill. Yeah. It just seems like kind of risky to be standing up in the shower, go one foot and like put soap and make your the bottom of your foot super slippery. Yeah. Do you need to actively clean the bottom of your foot? I imagine that's the cleanest part of your body. You just put it in a sock. Yeah. But I mean, it definitely gets sweaty. It's kind of nasty. That's true. All right, I'll give myself a foot scrub. Thanks, Craig, for a more really Moorish. Yeah, we should do that. Um, uh, Bayco underscore AU writes, hey, is there anything you wanted to show or film on Jake and Amir that you were unable to? Oh, there. I remember I wrote an episode that took place in IAC before we moved across the country. Mm-hmm. And we never ended up filming it. And then it never made sense to do it in L.A. Um, And then we ended the series before we ever got to do it. It was, there was, the only thing that I remember about it, it was like a a Jake and Amir where you were, where I was going home to Connecticut for the weekend and you were coming along with me for like a road trip. Oh. Oh, I remember it now. Okay. So, the joke that I remembered that I wanted to make is like you somehow like bump me out of the way and you're going to be the driver. Uh, and then you sit in the car and then you're like, Oh damn, this is unfortunate. And I go, what? And you say, I'm a righty. And I'm like, what? And you say, this is a left-handed car. <laughs> Cut to an accident where it flips five times. And I think that was the premise. Cause, uh, I remember we were going to do an episode that was us upside down in a car. That's right. I do remember that idea where it starts with an accident and then the rest of the sh- episode or even multi-parters, us waiting for the ambulance to arrive and we're upside down. Right. So that was that was the premise. And that was why we didn't film it before we left because getting a car upside down turned out to be impossible. We And they weren't gonna, it wasn't going to be able to happen. Mm. But yeah, the the... The beginning was that you were going to try to go home with me for the weekend. (laughs) All right. There you have it. It's not like anything special effects, just the idea of me going home with you that we never shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the entire thing. But the only thing that I remember is that I liked the joke of you thinking that uh, (laughs) that there was right-handed and (laughs) left-handed cars. Uh, Bad username, nah, bad you writes, hi, friends. My girlfriend and I have the perfect relationship. One thing we are debating at the moment is if we should hyphenate our last names when we get married. Our last names are Lee and Lou. She wants to hyphenate it to Lee Lou. I don't want to hyphenate it at all. I don't care if she wants to keep her last name or take mine. I just don't want the last name to be Lee Lou. I think it sounds childish and sing-songy, and our children, if any, will get bullied for it. Thoughts? <laughs> I guess I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Lou. I mean, it's kind of cool. I think it's just... But if you're not into it, I don't think that it's the right move yeah i mean i did get a twitter name out of my brother doing this a similar although they didn't go hyphenate they went um like a amalgamation yeah and it's not like his wife wanted to and he didn't or the op like it was a mutual decision that everyone was into a compromise this one seems to be a lilu based um non-compromise yeah so if he's if i'm i'm fully against she's fully for I don't think that the that the person who wants to change the name or to combine the name is allowed to win. It's yeah. the per, the person who wants status quo gets to keep the name. What about the last name of Quo? Status <laughs> quid pro quo. <laughs> my status is Quo, as is my last name. John as is Quo. The quid. <laughs> 
Uh, hi, Pinchinamir. I recently racked up $15,000 of credit card debt and need to start living within my means to pay my money back. Amir, Yikes. you mentioned something like a 3-7-10 plan a while back, but what other money-saving techniques did you two use as poor 20-somethings? Yeah. What was the 3-7-10 plan? $3 for breakfast, $7 for lunch, and $10 for dinner is $20 a day on food. Oh, I see. Um, that, it, I think that was like when I first moved to New York, and the idea of spending $7 on lunch anymore is like seemingly impossible. Sandwiches used to cost $7, and now they're like fourteen fifty. Right. $10 um, on dinner I mean, is also funny. If you entirely eat at a bodega in New York, you could definitely do it. Just like, I think you could get a 5 to $6 sandwich. For some reason, like, bodega breakfast sandwiches never cost more than, like, $1.50. Like, everything else has gone up 80% to 200%. Yeah. But, like, a, a bacon, egg, and cheese will always be $1.75. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing. New York's the best. <laughs> but then you if you go to, like, another that. restaurant, it's like, yeah, that's this salad is $18. Right. Yeah, this isn't a bodega salad. This is sweet green, and it costs $14 for this. For a bowl. Um, if you and and if you want there to be protein in it, you better cough up another eight. I mean, it's oh, a, did you say salmon? That's a thousand dollars. That's an eighteen dollars salad. But did you want grilled chicken on the chicken salad? That's another nine dollars. Dark meat chicken? <laughs> that's twelve dollars, and you have to be my servant for avocado. That's another eighteen dollars salad. Uh, and your firstborn. Making your own food is a very classic way of saving cash. Like, it is kind of sad. I mean. I guess it's just sad to me to like make a salad at home, bring it in and eat it while everyone else goes out. Like going out for lunch is like a fun way to break up your day. But some people really do take great joy in making their own lunches. Yeah, I, I go back and forth. I made my own lunch today. It was nice. Yeah. I like I like that every once in a while. It's especially because it definitely I very rarely make myself an unhealthy lunch. So like when I make, when I'm cooking for myself, it tends to be healthier. Yeah. Than if I'm going out, because if I'm going out, I'm like, oh, I should get a salad. Oh, but there's a BLT, so that's what I want. Yeah, it's always better when you pay more. But then if you think about it, like, all right, you're saving eight dollars per meal times two, like thirty meals a month. You're saving a lot of money. Right. Exactly. And if you're if you're trying to do that, you can definitely do that. Um. Hey, Jake and Amir, a few quick questions, writes Jaswinski. Uh, wipe while standing or sitting, bidet or no, shaver wax, alcohol or weed, Toda jizz. I love that jizz, nice. <laughs> uh, sitting. Of course. I don't have a bidet, but I do love a bidet. Like when I visit HeadGum LA and there's a bidet, oh baby. Do we have a bidet at the, the, uh, in the New York office yet? Not yet, actually, I should do that. Alcohol or weed? Alcohol. I don't like weed at all. That rhymes. Mm. Oh, wow. I've not stopped rhyming. Bidet, yay. Alcohol, I don't like weed at all. What was the other question? Jizz? <laughs> Actually, you're more, <laughs> what of a, is? you're more of a Vicodin man now. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Did you start like, uh, I remember when um, Avital got eye surgery. She's like, I can see why people like painkillers. Like, it makes you feel a lot better very fast. Can you like? Can you understand why it's such like a addiction issue? Um, honestly, there. I guess I can. Like, it was interesting because my the painkiller made my foot feel a bit better, but it didn't eliminate the pain. But if I had any other, like, if I had like a crick in my neck. I wouldn't have it if I took the painkiller. Mm -hmm. Like it's very strong. So like small aches and pains do kind of go away. Yeah, it really is. Like I remember getting it for like my neck thing. They would give me like a intravenous hydrocodone or whatever. I was like, ah, oh, this feels so good. I guess that's why people love heroin. Right. I never got that feeling from it. I, but I'm you, sure you should take more. It does make sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, um, wait. So, I, oh, I have another thing. But first, I want to know if you wipe sitting down or standing up. I already know these the answers here. I think though. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting. I don't understand how you can wipe standing up. It, it clenches your butt cheeks shut. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, you're also, I guess, you like alcohol more than weed, but you don't really like either. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, I what when I was drinking more, I probably preferred alcohol. But now that I'm like a little more of an indoor cat. 
maybe I do prefer marijuana, though I rarely do both. But like, if I if you were to force me to like go home and ingest one or the other, I think I would prefer weed at this point because it like mellows right. you out. Well, if, if we were, I think that there are two different things too, though. Like, if we were to give you the choice of go out and get a drink with some friends, or go home and smoke weed and watch a movie or something, which I guess those that's just like how I imagine those drugs working. Like, if you if you're staying at home, it's weed, but if you're going to go out, it's alcohol. Like, which kind of night would you prefer? Yeah, probably home being baked or out being drunk. Probably home, just because of the lack of hangover too. Right. Um, and so this, I, for, uh, for Jill's, for Christmas, I got Jill LASIK. Whoa. Yeah. She hasn't gotten it yet. <laughs> that was, that was the gift that I'm, that I'm a promise going of it. In. Yeah. Well, I got her, I like booked her a consultation and set it all up. Wow. Does she want uh, it? She, she does want it, but now she's scared. Of course. Uh, but she, she went, she got the consultation. She is a candidate. They said it would work. Uh, but now she's like. She's sort of nervous. Yeah. I think Jeffrey's also like in the same space where he's like, he's a candidate and he's was going to get it, but then he had to push it and is thinking about it as well. What, like, I, it's crazy to me for, I mean, especially for you. So like, would you, do you, do you recommend it across the board if you're, if someone is a candidate? Yeah. Or are you like, it's not for everyone? Uh, I mean, it is not for everyone because it's like a, somebody pushing and prodding some people are like i don't want anybody close to my eyes ever i can't have that like oh it freaks me out for somebody to get that close it is very invasive it's not painful but somebody is pushing pulling squeezing slicing your eyeball for sure totally (laughs) but the idea of not having to wear contacts or glasses anyway and ever again was worth it to me cool i'll you should facetime jill for (laughs) is she like nervous about the actual procedure of it yeah makes sense uh Mm, all right it is a laser in your eye (laughs) last question i'm looking for a good one okay um (laughs) 70 questions and they're all garbage thanks for nothing (laughs) red some of them are about basketball i don't want to end on a basketball one right some of them are about if i ever want to do D &D again i feel like we covered D D. oh here oh wow (laughs) <laughs> Jake, what's I, your? I wanna, f- I'm gonna answer. I want to answer this other one, but yeah, go ahead. Is oh wait, it, it sounds like you might have found it. Uh, is it the favorite poem? Yes, that's what I want to read. <laughs> All right, Jake, what's your favorite poem? I read good poems cover to cover after you suggested it, and now I have an English degree? Question mark. Anyway, Jake, favorite poem? Amir. Any good reading recommendations these days? Love you guys and hope you're well, especially Jake's mom. I have a couple favorite poems. I'll give my top two. Okay. Uh, I. I unabashedly love Mary Oliver. I think she's if you, like by any Mary Oliver book and it's filled with great, great poems. Uh, but wild geese, one of her more famous ones is, is up there uh, as one of my favorite poems. My other is first lesson by Philip Booth. Uh, that one is in the book, good poems uh, and which is like a curated book of poems. But that's, I think that's my top favorite poem of all time. Uh, will you recite a few passages for us? I'm really curious to hear just the first stanza. Do us the favor and just recite the stanza, first stanza, or maybe the f- first half of it. If there's yeah, I, I could. I'll. I guess I'll do from that, memory, right? please. I I don't know it from memory. Uh, okay, I, so first lesson by Philip Booth. Lie back, daughter. We're out of time. Let your okay. Of course, yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> if I were you, if I were you, you can keep going if it's actually enjoyable. Uh, no, it's it doesn't matter. So if if you're into poetry, you should you should read it. I don't I don't want my favorite poem of all time to be tainted with haters. Uh, so if, if you're really interested, check out First Lesson by Philip Booth. And then let me know on Twitter how much you liked it. And if you didn't like it, you can go fuck off because that's beautiful. Uh, uh, what about you? What's your favorite? Uh, I guess what books are you reading now? You don't like poetry, right? No, I, I never got into poetry. I read it. It confuses me. It, it like pisses me off a little bit. I'm like, why is this good? I don't get it. Am I stupid? I get like anxious and annoyed at like why people like this thing and I can't quite understand it. That happens with me with a decent amount of poetry, and then sometimes it doesn't. I think that's that's like liking poetry, actually. You might 
You yeah. might just be a good critic. You might enjoy it if you find a poem you like. Yeah, to be fair, I haven't given it much of a shot. Avital is always trying to get me into poetry because she likes it too. Oh, I should I should share poems with her. Uh, That's uh, nice. Don't fucking talk to her about poetry. Amir, any good I'm reading saying, give us something to talk about. I've been we reading, uh, what's that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've been in this habit of reading a book, starting strong and then slowly grinding to a halt and stop stopping to read it before it ends. And the most nice. recent version of that is I'm reading, um, Dan Gerwitz told me to just to read, uh, Nora McDonald's, uh, biography that he wrote. And it's kind of like absurd. It's barely even real, but he writes in a very funny way. Cause it's Nora McDonald. I think it's called a memoir. Right. <laughs> that's good uh, I read half of it so far and it is indeed very funny as is Norm MacDonald so I guess I could recommend it at this point Norm MacDonald's a memoir nice uh, alright first episode in the books of the new year of the new decade thanks so much for everybody for listening uh, whether you started in 2013 or if this is your first episode for real opening Welcome. theme song was written by Evan uh, this closing one was it comes from Iceland finally I fucking love it I want to I want to go Shake the hand of whoever wrote it, because I love Iceland so much. It's Egil Sigursveinsson. So, uh, of course. Thanks, Egil. Uh, thanks to you guys for listening. If you have your own questions or theme songs, send them all down to ifiwereyoushow at gmail.com. We should also mention that we put Lonely and Horny Season 1 on our Patreon. Shit, we should have done that at the goddamn top. But yeah, Lonely and Horny Season 1. It's all out there on Patreon right now. Yeah, our Patreon now is like 30 or so Jake and Mir Watch episodes, 30 or so If I Were You uh bonus video episodes and now all of lonely and horny season one yeah so if you're waiting to to support us until we had a library worth supporting i think we've reached the threshold <laughs> i think this is a library okay <laughs> this is our life's work for christ's sake um sweet thanks to you guys for listening and we'll be back of course next week ciao everyone hey dude hey how was your day it didn't really go well it didn't go great What's wrong? Are you okay? No, man. No way. So, I got beat up by a kid. He was seven years old. I was on my first date. She saw it all. Do you think it's all good? Do you think I still have a chance? Dude, I'm not the right person to ask. When I was in trouble and shat my pants In front of my family and all of my friends I heard of two Jews sharing their views On what they would do if they were you So I'll seize the cheese and write the little piece I hope I get an answer that will put my mind at ease Cause I want my grandest cheese plus to tease I'll never forget how she left me in the leaves <laughs> <laughs>